welcome to the Send and Grow podcast. I'm your host, Louis Nichols. In my day job at Sparkloop, I spend all my time helping the best newsletter operators and media brands in the world to grow their audiences. So I get to see firsthand what growth tactics, strategies, and channels actually work, which ones you should copy, and what mistakes you should avoid. And now, with this podcast, you get that access too. Every week, I sit down with a different guest, from industry experts to successful operators, and we go deep on the stuff that you need to know so you can become really effective at growing and monetizing your email audience. Today, I'm joined on the podcast by Aleda Solis. Aleda is an amazing newsletter operator, and I've been lucky enough to watch her journey growing the SEO FOMO newsletter firsthand at Sparkloop over the past three years. In today's episode, we'll dive into growth, revenue, and the lessons Aleda's learned along the way. But first, Aleda, can you give us an introduction to your SEO FOMO newsletter in your own words? Yes, well, thank you very much for having me. I'm delighted to be able to share with you today. SEO FOMO is a weekly newsletter where I feature the latest news, resources, guides, free tools, jobs, SEOs also to follow in order to facilitate anybody in the SEO community or digital marketers who wants to keep up and not to miss anything uh, worthy from the SEO industry to keep updated easily, right? That that was my goal. And it was a little bit of like a self-serving type of, of initiative that I have because I am an SEO consultant myself. I have been doing SEO since 2007. And one of the main challenges that I had, and I know that many of my peers have as SEO specialists is to keep up with everything because there are always a new update from Google, uh, new resources, new tools, something that changes, et cetera, et cetera, right? So I, I wanted to, I, this is something that I was doing sort of anyway to check saving li- links during the week. And so I say, why I don't start a newsletter doing this and sharing it with everybody. And I guess I, I started it just with this, like a little bit in mindset, right? Yeah, so it, it comes from your expertise as someone who is, I think, very well known and respected in the, the SEO community as a, as a consultant and as an expert. And you were essentially doing this anyway and putting together this, you had to do all this reading and all of this research and you thought I should turn this into a, a newsletter for, for other people. That's awesome. What are you hoping that the average reader sort of gets out of it when it comes out? And it, it, it's once a week, right? Is it Sundays, I think? Indeed. Is I send yeah. it on Sunday? At the end of the day, on the in the evening, because I have seen that many will end up doing a little bit of planning in the evening of the Sunday before starting the week. So I aim to get into the inbox of those readers right away easily. And then of course that the newsletter is there fresh to be to be read by those who start on Monday. Right. And it works pretty well what this cadence, let's say, and, and also the timings because of the, the behavior of the user. And yes, and, and pretty much my aim is to really make it very, very easy to, to keep up with everything in, in SEO in a, in a way that is not so intrusive too. Um, many have told me, look, oh, one way to even grow more or, or enable more spaces, let's say, to, to sell more sponsorship, things like that, like send it bi-weekly or send it more like realistically, I, I don't think that it will solve any 
additional problem than the one that it already solves, which is to keep up. Sending something like this, at least for a weekly, uh, at a weekly basis, works, works pretty well without being too spammy, but being relevant and fresh at the same time. Yeah, definitely. How important do you think is it that it's that it's your curation, that you're the one who is putting this together and, and sending it out? Because there, there must be other SEO sort of roundup newsletters of, of, of links. Why is yours sort of so popular and, and going so well, do you think? I think it's because of the mix of information that I send and the sections mm-hmm. that I have integrated through since I, I started, right? When I started, and if I compare what the first edition versus what it is right now, it's mind-blowing how it has evolved. It has a section about the latest search engines updates. Now also the AI features, right? That have to do with search too. So there, there's a section about that. There's also sections about new guides that have been published in the, in the last week, new guides, resources, and then a section about new SEO tools, or tools that are free, and this is important, the, the, the ones that I feature here are free or freemium. Then I have also the section about SEO events. And, and here I try to not only add SEO conferences, but webinars and, and online events too. And we have had so many after the pandemic, right, from the pandemic. So that is also a, a good way to like raise awareness of, of them and important topics that SEOs might want to take a look at. Then there's the section of SEO jobs, right? I try to also maximize those that are remote so they are as relevant as possible to, to as many. And, and then, of course, the specialists that I recommend to follow. I, I am very careful of what I include and what I not. I, I am pitch a lot with resources and tools, of course. So if the tool is paid and completely paid, I say, okay, this is great, but it's, it's not really relevant for the free tool section. More than happy to include you if, if you're up to it for a sponsorship, or there is also a way to collaborate, to do a giveaway. For example, if you want to give away a few of free seats, that's the other way to, to be featured in the newsletter in, an, in, in, in another different, let's say, inclusion or section, but not as part of the free tools, right? And and the exact same thing many times, for example, tool makers will, will create guides for their own tool, how to solve X or Y with our tool. And it's like, if you had feature ways to solve these problems with other tools and or free options, I would be more than happy to include you, even if it was published on your own blog, that, that's not a problem. But if you sh- only showcase how to do it with your own tool, so it's pretty much a tutorial of your tool, sorry, but it won't be a good candidate. So I am, let's say I'm very picky with what I feature or not. And for me, like the litmus test is like, is this something that I will ask as an SEO myself, consider worthy to spend my time go- going through and, and like to read that pretty much like I, I will include a- around 80% of what I have saved through the week to include. And yes, unfortunately, a, a lot of the things that I am pitch are not included because of, they don't follow certain standards and, and, and let's say alignment from, from an editorial perspective. Yeah, that's great. And I, it's really interesting. I want to talk more, a little bit more about your process for, for how you, you put that together a bit later. But to kick things off, can you give us a sense of 
some of the numbers behind the newsletter, some of the sort of, let's start maybe with the size of it, how many subscribers you have. And can you share anything about, I don't know, open rates or um, revenue or anything that you feel comfortable sharing about the the numbers? Yeah, sure thing. Right now, the newsletter has 27.5K subscribers, open rate 43%, and average click rate 10.35%. And yes, it's, it's growing like, 400 users or subscribers per month, more or less, eliminating the, the churn, t- taking churn into account, so net new subscribers. And yes, funnily enough, and I have to say, right, and that is why I'm so excited with newsletters in general as, as a format, as a medium, as a platform. I have been sharing about SEO for a long, long, long time, like since pretty much since I started, I started with Twitter, etc. I speak at conferences, in webinars. I'm very active over social. I have 140 something K followers in Twitter. And literally, I have also started, I have to say, as a test too, like a year before the newsletter, a YouTube channel, because I always, every year, I like to test with a new format and new way to share. And literally, the newsletter has been by far the most profitable and the one that have had the highest growth rate and engagement and the one that have given me this feedback from people saying, thank you very much, like completely spontaneously. I, I didn't start it to make it profitable necessarily, but as another way to share and get to my audience and to establish more my authority in the field, et cetera, et cetera. At the end of that is how I get clients too. And this has been historically the way that I make money, right? My consulting, SEO consulting. Uh, However, I have to say that I I think it was after I reached a couple of thousand subscribers, 2,000 something, 3,000 for subscribers, the SEO toolmakers especially came my way and they started to get in touch with me and say, hey, is there a way to be included? Is there a way that we can advertise in your newsletter to do some affiliates if you want to do this and that? So they got in touch with me very naturally, spontaneously since very early. And I was very impressed because, I mean, speaking as someone who have almost 150K followers in Twitter. This doesn't happen to me because of my follow followers in Twitter, but it shocked me that with so very few subscribers already was happening to me with the newsletter. And right now this newsletter is yeah, doing very, very well. I expect more than 7K per month and I could be doing a lot more if I was open to do, let's say, affiliates and other ways of besides a sponsor um, sections. But I'm very, very careful because I don't want to conflate editorial links with anything that is sponsored and or, or is affiliate. I am planning, by the way, I'm going to release a new home for the newsletter that I'm going to call the SEO FOMO Hub with, yes, a section only for tools, like more things there that I expect that hopefully will be also as profitable. But I, I'm very, very careful how I, I monetize the newsletter because of, yeah, my, my authority and visibility and trustworthiness in the field. I, I don't want to, say, uh, to complain things and make it seem as I include links that just for the sake of, of making a little bit of money, right? Got it. Yeah, totally. So the, the main revenue for the newsletter now is is sponsorships. Is that right? The sponsorships and then also the funnel into your, your consulting business. Yes, I have to say that there's a very, like, very specific, there are three sections that I have for sponsors. And I 
tag them very clearly that these are sponsors. I don't do affiliate because of what I mentioned before. So in the future, yes, but like in a differentiated, let's say, section connected with the newsletter branding. And I guess that that's pretty much it. Regarding the, the consulting, it's funny because let's say I get a lot of feedback and, and replies and, and messages like I love the newsletter, et cetera, et cetera. Potentially, I have never had a client necessarily that says, Oh, Dennis Larry is the primary way that I get to know you. Help me, right? The, these people who have already usually started to follow me in social media or see me speak or see some article or guide that I have published before, that doesn't mean that Dennis Larry, of course, doesn't help out by being a really good distribution channel of whatever I do, of course. But yes, it might not necessarily be so straightforward to, to connect with conversion from, from a consultant standpoint. Yeah, so it might be something that it's not necessarily the top of the funnel where they're discovering you, but it might be something that's helping them feel more comfortable making the decision to, to work with you or something like that. Yeah, indeed, it's someone who's reliable enough, who's sending something every single week. Uh, this person no, knows what she's talking about because she's up to date in the market, etc., etc. Yeah. Yeah, well, with, with that framing of it, so if you have the newsletter, and I think you, you said before, the, the initial decision around the newsletter was to help with your almost your personal branding and your your connection to potential clients and, and building up that, that sort of reputation in, in, in the space in the industry. How did you decide to brand it as the SEO FOMO newsletter rather than Aleda's newsletter or Aleda's Oz's newsletter? What was the, the decision behind that? Yeah, this is funny because before SEO FOMO, and I have to say this is like a little bit like a disclaimer too. Before mm -hmm. SEO FOMO, I used to have a newsletter that it was called Aleda SEO Tips, literally. Mm -hmm. And I launched that newsletter when I launched a design my website pretty much like, oh, I, I'm going to include a newsletter section. I thought it could be a good idea, another way to publish or to distribute whatever I publish on the website. At the end of the day, my intent was to share a tip per week, but it, it was, I, I wanted the, the, I wanted the tip to be meaningful enough and creative enough, not the same hashtag, whatever, whatever. And at the end, sometimes I send it weekly, sometimes bi-weekly, like the cadence and the frequency wasn't wasn't the strongest part of, of the newsletter at at some point i started doing much more and ended up not continue sending it unfortunately and at, at some point i realized i have 1700 subscribers without doing nothing and this is how i i thought okay maybe i should retake this but making it something that will make me literally send it at a certain frequency and even if I am if I am inspired or uninspired that week, it is easy for me to get the source of information to feature it in the newsletter, and that is how I thought on SEO news because I knew also that there was a need for that, uh, not only for knowledge but also for for yeah, yeah, keep updated, right? And that is how mm -hmm. I came up with it. Then the name of FOMO is because as I, there was a lot of conversation. I remember at that time in SEO, it's like, oh, don't be FOMO, like the FOMO FOMO. And for me, it was I, I, it felt something much easier to promote. It's very difficult for me to be the whole time talking about me, 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 me. Alay does this, Alay does that. So I, I ended up coming up with a, 
a name that was easy to, to remember, easy for me to refer to and promote without feeling that I'm always self-promoting. I, I am at the end of the day, but you know, at least I'm not talking about me the whole time, but SEO FOMO, right? And I felt also that this could eventually become something bigger too. So from an scalable, scalability perspective, I wanted to give it that, that room too. I did the same with my YouTube channel, Crawling Mondays. Looking back, I could have potentially like call them in the same way, right? And facilitate things like the, the, the video version or YouTube version and then the newsletter version. But yes, I, I, SEO FOMO is perfect. Some people also at the beginning were like, oh, is this SEO FOMO or SEO MOFO? It's like, but so th there was this room to be playful around it. So I, I liked it. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. And it gives you a lot more space in the future, right? If you want to maybe even hire people or to collaborate with other people, SEO FOMO is a nice, it's a nice brand. You can do that under and it doesn't, that doesn't conflict with it being personally branded, right? You can, you can do a lot more, you have a lot more flexibility with a, an actual brand because it can be whatever you want it to be. Whereas your personal brand has to stay your personal brand in a sense. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. So can you tell me a little bit about the, so the journey that the, the SEO FOMO newsletter has been on since you started? Let's, let's start with how you found the first hundred subscribers. And then let's talk through maybe the first thousand and then the big inflection points, sort of what changed as you as you grew. And let's start at the beginning, those first hundred subscribers. Yeah, so the, I mean, thankfully, when I started SEO FOMO, I already had those 100 subscribers because of my previous news newsletter of the, the, the Aleida SEO tips. I had, I think, 1700. And, and what I did was to send that first newsletter saying, hey, from now on, this is going to become SEO FOMO. Confirm that you want to continue receiving this. Otherwise, feel free to unsubscribe, please. And you will start receiving weekly the latest in, in SEO. I, I believe that this, th those first 200 subscribers, though, with the initial newsletter that I had, the LA SEO Tips, was very, very organic by pretty much publishing content on my website, you could see that in the sidebar and at the end of each post, I will have the newsletter box saying, if you like this guide, if you like this resource, please subscribe for more, learn for more. And then at the time also, I was trying to promote Aleida SEO tips and I will like after I send, and this is something that I continue doing with SEO FOMO too, after I send a newsletter edition, I will share it over social, over Twitter, over LinkedIn saying, hey, I'm about to share. And after I send it, it's like, oh, I have just shared about this and that. If you're already subscribed, look for it right now. It's, 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 it's good. If you're not, this is your opportunity to subscribe right away. And this is what how I pretty much ended up having this 1,700 or so subscribers at the beginning when I reformatted it or rebranded it to SEO FOMO. And then I think the if I'm right, the next inflection point for the newsletter after that was, I think, when you started with the the referral program. Is that is that more or less right? So can you yes. tell me a little bit about the journey between sort of that initial start and then getting to the point where you said, oh, I want to try something different. I'm going to try referrals. Can you sort of what was that phase like? What, what was happening? So uh, this is funny because at the beginning, you know, I saw that after the first month of launching SEO FOMO, I had like a little bit almost as a like a thousand new subscribers per month because it was something new. There, there were not that many SEO news newsletters like this, et cetera, et cetera. And of course I had certain reach in the, in the sector 
thanks to social media, etc. Also, every time that I went and spoke at a conference or or it was during COVID, right? I also pretty much aligned at the time. I did a lot of webinars. And every time that I finish a webinar, remember to subscribe to my newsletter, et cetera, et cetera. And then I realized that, of course, th- there was this big curve at the beginning of new subscribers that was going down at some point because it was the novelty, right? Like uh, they were already subscribed and that's it. And they didn't refer it necessarily spontaneously. So I was thinking, what is the best way that I can do to incentivize my already existing subscribers to refer it more to their friends. So before actually starting with Sparloop, at at that point, I have to say, at that point, I remember searching for a platform like Sparloop and it didn't exist yet, I have to say. And and I actually went and saw there were all those web like referral programs in general, not for newsletter, but in general. And oh my God, they were like difficult <laughs> to, to configure and set and also very expensive for what I wanted for, right? And, and I remember going through them, it's like saying, oh my God, this, all, all this hassle just to make this happen. I'm, I'm not starting a referral program right now uh, or a loyalty program right now because it's ridiculous. And then I thought about then doing the giveaway. And this was literally the, the first thing that I did to incentivize the, the referral of more users. The requirement was to, to register and then share it with a couple of other, other people. And for that, I was able to, to, to find, I remember, a platform for giveaways, for online giveaways that was able to keep the track of this. And I was able to literally only use it for this in particular, and the price was also reasonable. So I ended up using it for it, and it was amazing. And then the funny thing of this is that I, I started the, the giveaway that was called SEO FOMO 5K Challenge. And this was to reach the 5K subscribers at the time. And this was when I was a thousand something, 2000 something subscribers, right? And I, I was seeing that I wasn't growing as I expected. And so I, I pretty much say, okay, I, I got in touch with this couple of tools that had already got it, gotten in touch with me because they wanted to sponsor the newsletter. And I say, hey, this is an opportunity for you to get in front of the subscribers. I want to launch this giveaway. The timing is that it will end when the newsletter reaches the 5K subscribers. And with all of these people who are subscribed and refer during this period of time, they, they are going to participate to gain your your tools, right? And I will be mentioning you in every single edition until that happens. So they they accepted. And the funny thing is that after they accepted, many more got in touch with me because they wanted to be in. They say, oh, I I want to be in in that giveaway that you're doing. And I think that in that initial giveaway, we had like five tools, six tools or something like that. And it definitely accelerated the growth until we, we, we reach the 5k subscribers right and then i continue doing like a smaller giveaways until i think it was 7k 8k and then i started to look again for a solution to help it grow more because i was seeing that it was getting a little bit stuck again and this is when i found you i once i found sparlook i integrated with sparlook for the referral program to incentivize, yeah, like a shout out after a couple of subscribers that, that I refer. If it is five, then I, I will give you the thank you as part of the newsletter in a section. And if these are 15, you are going to get access to three 
video how-tos that I have. These are 30. You, you are going to have a, an ebook from an SEO friend that has an SEO ebook, and I am going to give that for free, et cetera, et cetera, right? And, and that went really well. And then I realized after some months that you also had included at that point now a giveaway feature. And then I said, okay, this is my opportunity to leverage the new feature to make it grow for, further and feature it like, you know, like literally like promote it much more. Mm -hmm. And this is how I think that I did the um, SEO FOMO. I think this was the 10K or the 20K. Uh, yeah, it's the SEO FOMO 20K giveaway that I did. I literally, to, to, to achieve the, the 20K subscribers, I ended up giving away like thousands in SEO tools. I don't know, more than 15 tools included, like a big combo box of, of tools, then access to SEO platform and community that is usually paid, also mentorship with people, one-on-ones. So it was a big combo of things. And so I, I, I think that I have given big, big combos of giveaways, 5K, 10K, and 20K, like big, let's say, milestones of, of the newsletter. And yes, thankfully, after the first one, it was much easier thanks to Sparkloop giveaway feature that has highly, highly facilitated the whole, the whole tracking and management and validation indeed. Well, awesome. And I mean, I, there's a couple of different things I love about the, the referral program and the giveaways that you run. So if we talk a little bit about the referral program first, I think the rewards you have, I mean, they're, they're great. You know, you have this nice ladder of milestones ranging from something that's free and automated for you up to valuable sort of physical items that you can, can send out that your audience wants. But what I really love about your newsletter referral program, I think you do a really good job of, is giving those shout outs to people who are making referrals and making it seem like expected behavior, right? So you're praising, you're thanking people personally in the newsletter. You do it online and on Twitter, I see it in your, your thread. You say thank you to people who are, are reaching that mark and the, the top referrers of the, the month, I think I've seen as well. And I think it's, it's so underrated just to go that small extra step and to call these people out by name and say thank you, because it makes everybody else think, oh, this is something that everybody is doing. I should follow that expected behavior as well. Yeah, 100%. Especially also when I, I run a giveaway or they win something or they are included as an SEO to follow or some of the resources have been featured in the newsletter, I also give them a shout out in social. Many, many times, this is people who were already have an trio following too. And when they get mentioned, they will reshare it quite quickly, right? Oh, uh, thank you, Aleda. I'm happy to be featured. This is a big, this was a big goal for me or, or, or thank, I, I'm, I'm happy to be able to, prom to support the newsletter because this is the way I, I keep up with things. This type of reactions are amazing because they are very spontaneous and this is another way to reach a bigger audience that I don't have yet in many cases too. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I like that you do the same thing for the giveaway, right? You, you tie those giveaway prizes, you tie the giveaways to a concrete milestone that people are, you're all sort of achieving it together, right? Everybody is helping you to hit the 20,000 subscriber mark. So they're feeling good about supporting you, about sort of trying to achieve a concrete number. And also then you have that, yeah. you know, you have those those prizes, these amazing prizes that are essentially free for you, right? You're, you're getting those free from from sponsor, sponsors or, or, or partners, yeah. 
Yeah, indeed, this is like a challenge that is like the 20K challenge. I try to include people to have with, with me, right? I expect to do one. I probably I should launch it quickly because I'm already 20, 27.5K in subscribers to reach the 30K, right? So be, any big milestone like this, I like to get people involved and have this sense of community, right? I, I am actually expected, expecting eventually, and, and if, you, if you are newsletter platform it's great to, that they hear this that they integrate more and more community related features that highly highly facilitate the socialization interaction feedback comments within the newsletter platforms directly or with the publications that you tied or connect the newsletter with many many times will be in the newsletter platform directly like for example convertkit or, or, or behave, or, but, but many other times also it will be in your own WordPress-based website or whatever platform you use, right? But having this sort of features to interact and connect, I, I believe is, is, is very, very powerful because this is something that I have been doing also in my own social media platform. And I believe that if I will have like a little option, chatting option or community option, for the newsletter b- b- below every edition that I that I send, this is where it will happen too, right? And and engage even further. So I want to move on a little bit from from the growth side of things now, and I have I want to talk about two topics. Number one, I want to talk about the the sponsorship side of things. So I want to talk a little bit about where those sponsors are coming from, how you're acquiring them, what you've learned there in terms of which slots should be sponsored and which not. And then I also want to talk a little bit about the the process that you found for putting the, the newsletter together. So let's start with the, the sponsorship side of things. Are those, I think you said, mostly coming inbound to you at the moment? Yeah. Is that right? Indeed. Are you doing any outbound at all to find sponsors? No. I no. have been wow. very thankful that, uh, yes, all of them have come my way or another. In fact, the issue is that I need to say no a lot. And what I have learned is that, look, there's so much hassle for me to be dealing with one-time sponsors. There's only so much time that, that I have in the day. And it makes sense for me to go through many times like like a dozen of pages of agreements or whatever if it is a, an SEO consulting client that will spend like a few thousands or, or even more, right? I don't know, going basis. But if it is a one-time sponsor out there, I tell you, if you are if you want to sponsorize like a newsletter out there, don't make operators to lose time going through a lot of paperwork for a one-time thing and potentially you are going to spend like even less than 1K euros or dollars. It doesn't make sense, right? So one of the things that I identify right away is like, look, it doesn't make sense for me if you want to sponsorize only one edition, sorry, I don't have availability for that. A minimum of four editions is the way. So it makes sense to go through even, I need to go through paperwork hassle. And and then of course, I always first ask what it will be about to take a look at the tool, if it is a tool or a service. I, I take a look at the mentions. If I don't know the tool, which is rare, but if I don't know the tool, if I don't know the service, I will go and take a look at what is being said already and, and validate the quality to ensure that it's high quality and something that I would like to buy myself or consume myself. And, and then, of course, it gets featured in a way that, let's say, not too salesy, that is actually meaningful. And let's say promote a feature or a benefit that the product or the service will give to the audience 
while featuring a special offer. I always tell this to the, um, the sponsors, like give a, a little something like 5% off or even like a one-on-one extra at the end, something different for the audience to make it feel special, to incentivize also the for them the conversion so it doesn't take forever. And this is what I, what I try to do. Then on the other hand, I have... Like I have a sponsors like big platforms that they are not to stress, let's say, on the conversion th- side of things. So they use their spot to pretty much give an extra promotion to their resources, to their guys, to their free courses, et cetera, et cetera, that I will be including anyway in many times, especially if it is uh, resourceful and, and, and free, right? But they want and they prefer to mix it up so it's not all, always to sell, sell, sell and promote, but they use it in this other case, which I find it to be strategic and positive at the end of the day too. And what I have found that, like remember that I told you, I don't want a one-off subscriber because so much hassle, minimum four. But I also, at the beginning, I had only a single subscriber at the top spot because this Mm -hmm. platform had all the money and, and wanted to pay for the top spot pay more, even exclusivity, whatever. But that can be also tiring for the audience to see every single time the same the same brand there. Yeah. So what I did was to have like one off week, having other platform services to balance it out. So it's not the same vendor, let's say, every single time. While also complying with this other criteria that I mentioned before. So it's not such a hassle for me changing it every single week. And and yes, that has worked pretty well. I tend to have with them quarter or agreements for for every quarter or every six months maximum, because of course the pricing will increase with the increase of subscribers. So that is a good frequency to revise the prices. And, And yes, it has worked well like that so far. It is important, though, to say that there will be a few, let's say, advertisers and you need to, let's say, advise them. And as a consultant myself, I feel like very flexible when doing this. I'm very happy when doing this because this is what I do with clients at the end of the day. They will come, oh, I want to feature this. And you know that it's something that your users will likely not click because of the Mm -hmm. way that is worded or because they don't add a call to action that is clear, or many times I have had also the other situation that potentially they, what do you want? Do you want really a sale or do you want to promote your brand over social network or what do you want? Because based on that, oh, add a link to my LinkedIn and add a link to my website, but we prefer to promote uh, use cases. But then they come back on a month after saying, hey, but we haven't gotten enough calls saying that, it was found by the newsletter, but like, oh, but mm-hmm. you wanted to incentivize your use cases. So, so you shouldn't have done that then if you want to tell her. So, you know, you need to advise a little bit, uh, even as a, as a, as a, as a expert operator of your newsletter and knowing your audience and now ha- knowing how to sell stuff within the, the platform to say, okay, if you want conversions, definitely call to action, definitely to your landing pages for that. If you want to establish your brand, then you can mix it up going to your resources, to your LinkedIn, where you publish stuff, et cetera, et cetera. It feels crazy, but because as marketers, I think that we all should know this stuff. But many, many times I have had to advise and validate this and tweak things along the way when they were not working out because it wasn't aligned in the first place with the real goals that they had because they hadn't disclosed it 
clearly as they mm-hmm. should, right? So it's stuff that happens. You learn along the way. Now I'm very, I'm much clearer now whenever a new potential advertiser comes to validate that. Eventually in the future, I might want to, I don't know, hire an assistant to rather than avoid avoiding having um, an agreement every six months and be more flexible with that. Because if I had someone, I guess it wouldn't be so much of a hassle for me to do the negotiation, to have like more ad- advertiser at the end of the day and very likely end up making more money eventually, etc. But yes, I haven't reached that point yet, I guess. I'm happy also by featuring three spots. This is again another thing. A lot of people say, oh, but you can make me a section, an extra section at the bottom, whatever. It's like, no, I don't want it to make it too noisy or, or too intrusive. Uh, three slots are perfect per newsletter. At some point, we can see creative ways to do it, or as I mentioned at the beginning of our conversation, like extra presence with the website of the newsletter, et cetera, et cetera, but no within the newsletter itself. Um, the, I have gotten also potential sponsor asking me, oh, do you want to send an extra feature just like showing our latest case study or whatever? No, I want spam my audience. Trust is fundamental here. So I'm more than happy to wait and be patient and test things very carefully without burning out my audience. This is something that I hadn't done even before. And I have been a consistent, let's say, share in the SEO community. And I won't blow it up right now just for the sake of a few thousand dollars. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, there's a lot of good advice in there. There's a lot of really interesting stuff around the, the sponsorship side of things. If you were to sit down today with with a leader from the past, so with with a new newsletter operator who is starting out today with a, a similar newsletter and doesn't know any of the stuff that you've learned, what would be sort of the 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 one big thing that you would say? Oh, here's something that I had to learn the hard way. Here's here's a mistake I made. Here's something you should should watch out for or avoid. What's what sort of one piece of feedback you would you would give yourself to do differently? Oh, well, a feedback. I, I think that there are quite a few things, right? But, or advice. Or, or advice. Yeah, well, just, the, yeah, a, yeah. a few of the, uh, advice. I, I will potentially, and I don't know if it was available back then, but ConvertKit, uh, the migration to ConvertKit and, and using a platform like ConvertKit that is creator-focused, creator-friendly, has made the whole change. I was using a platform that was very well known, but it was not focused on, 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 on creators, let's say. So they didn't have the features to facilitate the, the development of creation of newsletters as we need, as we want, but more email marketing type of, of uh, emailing. And, and all these extra features, like if you want to subscribe or there are certain sections or you want to even at some point sell some some resources or, or digital resources or whatever to give you that option. And now also with their, their own network of, of newsletters that you can cross-refer. So I, I see that there's this group of newsletters that are coming up that have all of these features that can highly, highly, highly facilitate stuff. Also the integration with you because they have the proper API, et cetera, et cetera. So be very careful at the beginning which platform you go with because they can facilitate stuff from making the newsletter as if it was a simple blog post and then distributing it much more easily or not, or or, or making it a hassle and then also having to spend a lot for for it too. That is one thing. Then another thing, when when doing the giveaways, it was interesting and also the referral program. Two things on that. The giveaways, Mm -hmm. 
a mistake that I did is that I got so many tools and vendors wanting to participate. I think it was in the 10K or the 20K, I don't remember. But anyway, I ended up having all of this, I don't know, more than 15 tools. One of them, it was even an access to a learning SEO type of, of community course, whatever. So you literally had tools and services for all type of ranges of SEOs. And of, unfortunately, the person who won, this person won and said, this is amazing. I'm so lucky. Thank you very much. But I have just started doing SEO like six months ago. So the one thing that will be actually useful for me is the access to the community to learn more. But all of these tools, sorry, but they are over my head. I won't be making uh, use of them. Feel free to give it to the next person. And I, that was super honest from, from this person who won. And I was really, really thankful, but made me realize that I should bundle my, <laughs> the giveaways better. The giveaways for link builders, the giveaways for, for content focus SEO, the giveaways for technical people, the feel like. So, mm -hmm. so this is something appealing. And you know that the person participating in the giveaway really, really want it. Not because they want just one thing of many that you're offering, right? And finally, I did the mistake and potentially I'm more than happy to give your, uh, to have your advice here because I know that you have now also integration with how do you, how do you call it? The fulfilling systems to, to send goodies. Like, like Printful and other indeed, places where you can indeed. do that. The, the physical rewards can be sent out it, automatically. Indeed. Exactly. Yeah. So one of the mistakes that I did with the rewards starting out is that for the cops, I only ask for, I think it was 35 referrals. And of course, I, I caught a couple of people like referring to fake emails that they will create, they will subscribe, etc. Et and I was like, I know you're not doing it. Well, then you also added some a system to identify that quite quickly, which is amazing, by the way. But then even those who ended up getting those that, that cop, I say, okay, amazing, a cop, what is it? I, I literally spend like, I don't know, seven euros or five euros or so to to order a cup. But then I realized that many of these people were like in Asia or mm -hmm. were in faraway countries, in South America, in Australia, in like, oh my God. Then I had to realize, I, I realized in the hard way that I had to spend pretty much 50 euros or even more to send a cup that was seven euros. And even when they got it after, I don't know, three weeks or so because of customs or whatever. The people will ask for some extra customs to cost whatever to yeah, them directly, not even, yeah. not even to me because I will have paid it. And I remember that this happened with someone from Bangladesh or whatever. And of course, for this person, they were asking for $15 or something like that. And for this person, $15 was something not trivial and i was like is there a way for me to pay it for you or how i do it like it's like oh no i have to already like say no thank you and literally i spent 60 something euros to send a seven as a, a seven euros cup just for it to be reversed or like forwarded back and i was like this is not viable and it's not very smart for me to be doing this so i ended up like changing it for anything Physical good, it will require many more referrals. I want a lot of digital goods that are as worthy, I have to say, even more meaningful than a cup for less referrals to avoid all of this hassle. If I am going to be spending like quite a bit on sending something, at least let's make it worthy for a few hundred uh, subscribers indeed. 
Yeah, and that's the advantage of using something like a Printful, like the the integration we have there, because you they have fulfillment centers all over the world. So the the, the fulfillment, the shipping is is very cheap and it's automated. And then you know if you want to say, well, we'll only send to certain countries, then you can also just click the button and say, well, we'll ship it to anywhere inside of the US and Europe, for example. Or you know, so you can still win it. You can still get it shipped wherever you want, but uh, you can still get it shipped to you, but you have to choose an address in in that location because of the the increased shipping cost, right? So you know. Don't get hit with a a hundred dollar bill for sending something yeah. to that's supposed to cost ten dollars or something like that. I, I should definitely a, a start. I, I actually use Printful for a few of the yeah the cups etc cetera, etc, cetera, and and send it with them much mm-hmm. more straightforward. But yes, I, I did it myself. I see. I saw the integration some time ago, and it's something that I should definitely go and finally do right so directly. Saves a lot of a lot of time and a, a lot of headaches. Well, um, Alida, thank you so much for, for joining. Is there anything that you think I, sh- I should have asked you that you think newsletter operators should know or need to know from your experience that you, you want to share? Yeah, no, the, the, only, the only potential last thought mm-hmm. on this is that I have never been so excited to be doing something that I believe that has so much growth opportunity and is in the right moment. I feel like with newsletters right now is how I felt with SEO back in 2007, right? It's growing, there's mm-hmm. so much m- many, many operators, different areas, different topics, opportunities, angles that haven't been tackled and covered. So for example, I started marketing FOMO, mm-hmm. another newsletter also after three, four months ago. It has more than 1,500 subscribers, very organic and naturally from the ones that I refer from SEO FOMO too. And uh, literally, like I expect that in the next couple of months to put a little bit of more effort on promote it independently too. But yes, I believe that there's so much opportunity right now and highly, highly, highly incentivized to move forward, to not overthink. the the. I know that the people who are scared to write many times, but also there are many tools nowadays also that we can leverage for inspiration, right? Not necessarily to make, do it on autopilot, but for inspiration, for sure, that you can leverage to do something meaningful and rewarding and can be attractive for a lot of people out there. Yeah, definitely. Well, where can people find you? Where can they find SEO FOMO and marketing FOMO and and follow along? Yeah, so you have seofomo.co.co and then marketingfomo.com too for you to subscribe. I am reachable at aleidasolis.com. If you search for Aleida, A-L-E-Y-D-A, I'm the first one in Google, as it should be, as an SEO. (laughs) And, And then I'm also quite active in Twitter now X or whatever could be called in in the next mm-hmm. days at Aleda is my handle. And then I'll also in LinkedIn, I, I'm always sharing tips over there too. And I'm very happy to connect and to share anything else regarding my journey as a news, newsletter operator is something that I uh, really quite enjoy indeed. Awesome. Well, I will put all those links in the show notes. It has been great to chat with you about this. We are so excited by you know, the success that you've had and how well it seems to be going now and, and the future. And I hope that we can have you back when you're even, I don't know, 50,000 or maybe even 100,000 subscribers in, in a year or two, we can have you back and, and talk about how that journey has been and, and what's next. And thank you so much. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Send and Grow podcast. If you liked what you heard, here are three quick ways that you can show your support. Number one, leave us a five-star rating or review in the podcast app of your choice. Number two, email or DM me with some feedback with your questions 
or with suggestions for future episodes. And finally, number three, share your favorite quote from the episode on social media and tag both me and our guest. All of the links for that are available in the show notes and whatever option you choose, I am really grateful for your support. Thanks and see you next week.